everyone. This is Reb Brad, and you're listening to the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. If you're a podcast regular and you've been listening to our Lesson from Lasso series, then you can go ahead and skip ahead a minute and a half to start the pod for the day. Well, it's been almost 25 years for me as a volunteer chaplain and press officer in and around professional football, soccer, as we like to call it here in the U.S., And with that in mind, I've been offering this occasional series entitled Lessons from Lasso, essentially giving a chaplain's perspective on some of the things we see in the hit TV show meshed up with my own experiences in the game. All the while trying to be careful not to over-spiritualize what's on the screen, but commenting on some of the elements I believe can be great points of personal and professional development, no matter what your role or relationship with soccer. So whether you're an athlete, a coach, a staff member, or executive, or even a fan of soccer or of the Ted Lasso show, I hope you'll find this series fun, creative, and having a little bit of everything for everyone that's in and around the game. Thank you for listening to the From the Touchline podcast. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in. And they have, he has the hat-trick, the second in his career, the third of the night, the hat-trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're at the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! Finally, the end of episode four. (laughs) Yes, we're still in season one but we have lesson number 34 for today. Let's get into it. We watch as Coach Lasso and Coach Beard walk home for the night, and Coach Beard is a disheveled mess. Lasso asks, Go on, tell me what happened between you and Jane. I did it again, Beard utters in desperation. But the game before the dame, huh? What are you going to learn, Coach? Putting the game before the dame. Putting the game before the dame is not just isolated to Coach Beard in this moment. In the larger scope of the Ted Lasso series, Beard's love affair with the game of chess is a microcosm of a larger problem. Lasso here offers a last-minute cautionary tale, but truth is, this actually might be from his own experience. You see, my friends, elite football, soccer, any professional sport, really, for that matter, it, it makes immense demands on you, whether you're an athlete, you're a coach, you're a staff member even. So much time, energy, and attention is required, especially at the elite levels of the game, that it very easily overruns people around us and becomes our top priority, often at the cost of our relationships, even with those we might say we dearly love. Now, I talked about this a little bit back in lesson number seven of our lesson from Lasso's series. I talked about football taking a toll on marriages and on families. Go back, listen to the podcast for August 11, 2021. But what I want to get into here today is the other relationships that tend to suffer from the footballing life. For a moment, consider the young high schooler, for example, playing in the academy or at a high youth club level. He or she is vying for that pro contract or at least a top level scholarship offer from a university. There can really be no life outside of football and school at this point. I could share countless stories of missed homecomings and missed proms, about moments where one's entire family traveled and circled around this one person and their football life, their football potential. Family vacations that were replaced by trips to go watch Johnny or Susie play in two or three summer tournaments, 
siblings whose own dreams and talents or desires, their opportunity shortchanged by a family's obsession to advance into the higher levels of the game. Or if the family really tries to honor everyone in the family mix, then maybe you see more of the family splitting time, mom and dad in different places to drive, watch games, and, and be with the different children. Maybe that's not your example. Maybe you don't relate to that. Let's consider the professional coach, for instance. She gets into the training ground uh, early, five days a week. Match day on the 6th. Is the 7th day for rest, recovery, relaxation? Not really. There's game footage to review, training sessions for the following week to be set up, games and opponents to scout and plan for in advance. The football coach is often first one in and last one out. And that's when things are going well. When results aren't going the way they should? For some, I know, I've seen it. Their personalities don't let them rest or take time off. They feel like working harder is needed in order to get that result or turn the ship around. Well, friends, in so many different ways, it's too easy to put the game before the dame, or anyone else for that matter. So many people in football make football the priority, and that's where the trouble often begins. I often use the phrase, faith family, football. Let me say that again. Faith, family, football. It's a way of verbally ordering the way that we ought to try and live our lives. My faith, my relationship with God, is ultimately necessary, ultimately important. If I get that wrong, the rest of it goes the same direction. It goes tailwind, tail down, gone. C.S. Lewis once wrote to this effect in speaking about relationships He talked about letting other relationships get in the way of God. He said, Insofar as I learn to love my earthly dearest at the expense of God and instead of God, I shall be moving towards the state in which I shall not love my earthly dearest at all. When first things are put first, second things are not suppressed, but increased. My friends, football, the beautiful game, is a third thing, maybe really even a fourth thing if we understand Jesus' teaching correctly. Someone once asked Jesus to prioritize the different commandments in the Jewish law. There were maybe over 600 different commandments, positive and negative, in Jesus' day. It was really a trap. But Jesus answered it so profoundly, and you can read about it. Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40, you can read the account of his answer. But essentially, he says, love God first. Love others as yourself next. That's what all the law and the prophets is really about. Things, even the beautiful game, this glorious global game of football falls outside of the top three priorities in life. God, others, and oneself. And then let's talk about the rest. So my friend, no matter who you are or where you are in the game of football, let me encourage you. Put the first thing as the first thing, God. Put him first. Then the second and third things and everything else to follow will thrive and flourish because you do. So don't put the game before the dame. And don't put the dame or anyone else for that matter before God. Because as my friend C.S. Lewis once said, human beings can't make one another really happy for long. You cannot love a fellow creature fully till you love God. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline. Touchline.